0: Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Great that you're here. I want to talk today about um, being a vessel, uh, being a vessel unto honor. You know, there's many passages throughout the Bible that refer to us as being vessels. There's a, my favorite is 2 Corinthians 4, verse 7, and it says, And we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. You know, when God puts a deposit on the inside of you, we can truly say, God, first of all, everything I have that's good has come from you. You're the source of everything. But anything that's good about me is because you live on the inside of me. You know, man was created in the image of God. We talked about that yesterday. And and so there's a, the reason why the Bible says for all of sin to come short of the glory of God is because there was a standard, just like I would expect my son to live up to the standard of his mom and dad. You know, if you see a, a a person who has parents who are criminals you kind of just expect mom and dad are criminals dad's a deadbeat son's going to be a deadbeat you don't expect this outstanding citizen you that's really where the gospel comes in and changes someone's life in the same way the reverse is is, is also true you you expect that if there's parents that are upstanding that love god that are that are that are great people that their kids are going to follow suit because it's, you, that's what, that's how it works. You, you people who are upstanding, train their children to be upstanding. They're not like, oh, go do whatever you want, roam the streets and do whatever you want. So man being made in the image of God, there was a standard set for him. You were created to be like your father. And so sin is us missing the mark and sin is us uh, uh, coming out from the divine plan. But God has set it up for us that that we should be vessels, vessels that carry his goodness. So when we obviously know that because of the sin of Adam, we're not pure vessels. We're the Bible says the heart of man is desperately wicked, but then it says in salvation that he'll take out the stony heart and he'll put in a heart of flesh, and so our nature changes at that salvation. And that's really one of the biggest differences between Christianity and and other world religions is all of them are like, hey, follow these rules and make it to heaven if you're good. Is in Islam, if it's your good, is is outweighs your bad, you're, you're fine. When Christianity, it's, hey, even if you've only done one thing wrong in your whole life, it's still, you're headed for destruction because of the nature that you were born into. Christianity changes your nature and makes it that you can then, by the power of God within you, because you're a vessel that's been cleansed, a vessel that's been purified, and a vessel that It's enabled you to do things you couldn't do before. And so that's what being a vessel is, is that we contain the character and the nature of God. And then with our time that's left on the earth, we use that to do what God called us to do. But there's a passage of scripture that I want to read to you. um, And it's 2 Timothy chapter 2, and I'm going to read verse uh, 19. Nevertheless, the foundation of God stands sure, having this seal. The Lord knows them that are his and let everyone that names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. You know, iniquity is different than sin. Sin is missing the mark. Iniquity is, is, is the precursor to sin. Iniquity is sin of the heart. You know, when Jesus talked and he would said, uh, I know that the law says you shouldn't um, covet a neighbor's wife. You know, I know the law says you shall not kill, and he goes through the tent, the commandments. But then he says, "But I say to you that if you hate your brother, you've already committed murder in your heart. If you've looked at a woman with lust, you've already committed adultery." And so, what is that? That's iniquity. You know, many people, other world religions have no way of changing the heart of man. It's still desperately wicked. And so there, there's there's people who, even though their actions on the outside have changed. There's still murder in their heart. There's still adultery in their heart. There's still lust in their heart, and so this is what the Bible's saying. It says, "If you call on the name of the Lord, depart from iniquity. Don't let iniquity be a place that you reside. Let iniquity be part of your old life and not part of your present life. You choose to whether to stay in the realm of iniquity. You control your thoughts. Many people's thoughts life, laying on their bed, going to sleep, their their thoughts are filled with iniquity, thinking things that they shouldn't think. Many people. Uh, fantasize about about getting revenge on somebody about seeing someone who's who's uh, mean to them or the, someone that they don't like get their get their uh, revenge you know get, get what's due them many people have an imagination that's really iniquity and it's it's sin and God despises it and he says depart from iniquity and then verse 20 it says but in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and of silver but also of wood and of earth and some to honor and some to dishonor. You know, you read a passage like this and you think, yeah, see, God just makes some, like Billy Graham, he's a vessel to honor. And then he makes others a vessel to dishonor. And God is the one choosing, you know, we're all in the house of God, but some people will do more than others. But look at the next verse. It says, if a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel that's unto honor. And so you see here that the onus is put on us. God is looking to use people. It says he's be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet or ready for the master's use and prepared unto every good work. You know, I've, I, I've known since I was eight that I was called to the ministry. And so when time came and the opportunity opened, when I was 16 to go to Bible school, I finished high school early when I was 16 to go to Bible school, what, um, uh, I've always known man I need to get prepared studied when I was 15 on my 15th birthday the word of the lord came study to show yourself approved and so I knew man I have to study I have to put spend time in the word and I have to you know know how to handle the word and that's true you you do if you're going to be in the ministry if you're going to be used by god you do but you know there's vessels unto honor and dishonor outside of the ministry there's 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 people who god prepares but look what he says he doesn't say it's great knowledge of the bible although that comes with time and comes with study what did he say? He didn't say it's great um, giftings, great talents, great personalities. He said it's those who are cleansed. The number one thing that God needs in a vessel is it to be clean. You know, if you wake up like I do and you have coffee in the morning, I have favorite, you know, I'm I'm a coffee mug guy. I I, I, I like good coffee mugs. I, for whatever reason, I'm willing to spend many of the mugs in my cupboard are 40 $50 mugs for one mug. Why? I don't know. I like it. I buy these ones from Japan, hasami porcelain. And like, I don't know, I just coffee in the morning is my routine. And so I like to have a nice, a good cup of coffee can be ruined by an ugly mug, if you ask me. And so I, I like to have a nice mug to drink out of. But you know what the number one thing that I need, I'd rather drink out of a clean mug that's ugly than, than a a dirty mug that's that's cool. That's This is my favorite brand of mug, but it's dirty. And it's the same with God. He's looking to use people who've cleansed themselves. The Bible says, purge yourself from all these things. The next verse says, flee also youthful lusts, but follow righteousness, faith, love, peace with them that call on the Lord out of a, a pure heart. And so there's a responsibility on us to flee from these things. And I know, I, you know, I, I talk about this, because I understand that a lot of people who listen to the podcast are youth. And so this is a time. It's not that lust is only an issue when you're young. Because you have people who are old and have never got over go over, it, over it. People who are, you know, I've had conversations with people in their 60s who've, who've been addicted to pornography for 40 years and have never been able to get past it. And then when I talk to young people who are starting to deal with the same stuff, you know, I, I want to shake them. Like you can't take this lightly. These things don't just go away with time. You don't just get bored. Ah, uh, you know, it's a spirit that has to be dealt with. And so, these are things that you make up your mind. I, I'm purging myself from these. The Bible says. The next passage I want to read is Second Peter, but it says um, uh, chapter two, and it says, uh, "Where did it go?" He said that that he said. Flee youthfulness. What he says here is, he said um, these things war against your soul. So there's a there's there's First Peter two eleven. It says, dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul. There there are things in your life that God wants you to 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 not coddle anymore. You know that's why the language is like this. Flee fornication. Flee youthfulness. Flee idolatry. When you think of fleeing, you know, I, I, I don't know if I, I don't think I actually told you guys. Um, we had the other night, we had a bat get into our house sometime, uh, somehow. And so we came home and we walked through the kitchen and we didn't see it, but we have cameras. We saw after the fact that we walked through the kitchen and right after we walked through the kitchen, this bat comes flying through the kitchen. But at some point we realized, and, and you get this picture of like fleeing. I mean, if we were in the home, if it's one bat, it's one thing. But if we were in the house. And all of a sudden, we looked, and there's 30 bats flying around the house. I, I'm not staying in the house. We are as fast as we can get the get your wife, get your kids, get your everything. There's bats everywhere, right? You 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 flee from these things, and so you treat it the same way. God's number one requirement to use somebody is that you've cleansed yourself, that you've stayed pure. Because you can you can have a great knowledge, you can have a great memory bank of scriptures, you can understand you can know how to pe- preach, you could be great with your tones where you keep it low and then you go high at the high points and you drive it home and you and you know the practical of preaching, practical things of preaching. but if you ever get to a place where where fornications allowed where youthful lusts where you're allowing yourself to look what you shouldn't look at, Allowing yourself to hear what you shouldn't hear, you allowing yourself to think about what you shouldn't think about, you can you can become you can go from being a vessel unto honor to a vessel unto dishonor, simply because when God's looking, all right, I need to use somebody. His first choice is not going to be this mug that's that's got dirt in it. He's going to look and say, "Give me a clean mug. What do you? Uh, just grab me a clean one. I don't care what it looks like. Tall, short, thin, fat. I just want it to be clean." And so God has, has put the onus on us to flee against these things. They war against your soul. There are things in your life, and I know this from experience because I went through this as a teenager and a young adult, things in your life that you may, not, that you may say aren't sin. It's not like pornography, but there's things that are warring against your soul, things that people fill their time with that you know, man, if I'm being honest, I know God wants me to give this up. There was a time for me where I played a lot of video games and I, and I wanted to like my relationship with the Lord to be good, but I just knew that I was playing too much. There, there was no way for me to just like, all right, I'm just going to do 30 minutes a day, the type of games that I played. And so I knew, I was like, I wanted my relationship with the Lord to be good, but I didn't want to give up this video game. and And it became sin for me because it would, where I should have been spending time with the Lord and studying and doing things that have a value. That's why the Bible says here, Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshy lust. You you look at yourself as I'm not part of this world. I'm not living for this world. My home is in heaven. My reward is in heaven. My real life starts in heaven. So I'm I'm making the decisions that I need to make now that even though even though it may be un, uncomfortable for the time being. I'm there's things that I'm not doing cuz I'm not a part of this world. This world isn't my home. I'm not here for my own pleasure. I'm just a stranger and I'm just a pilgrim and I'm just passing through. So yeah, you know what? I'm a grown man. I could wake up and I could, there's there's days where I'll like think back to a video game and there's, man, it would be great. What if I just woke up early one day? But I've just decided for myself, there's things that I don't do. I'm not living for this world. And so that may sound silly to you, the video game thing, but there's things that you've allowed, that people allow in their thought life, in the way they talk, gossiping, things where people crack down on, the Bible says, pursue peace with, with, with the body of Christ. Be the person who, even if someone doesn't want peace with you, you want peace with them where you're peaceful. You're not talking bad against people behind their back. You're not gossiping. You you, you choose to follow after righteousness, follow after love, follow after faith. And then you'll become a vessel unto honor. God's number one requirement for who he uses is that you've cleansed yourself and you keep yourself clean. It reminds me of a a, a story a man of God told, I think it was Lester Summerall told, and he said that, um, or someone told about Lester Summerall, and they said that they uh, Lester Summerall preached and um, they met with him after service. And uh, he said, hey, they went to his office. He said, the, 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 the younger man of God said, can, can I ask you something, Dr. Sumrall? He said, yes. He said, he said um, what's the key to success in ministry? And Dr. Sumrall brought him in his office and said, you ready? And he gets out his pen and paper and he's ready to write. He's like, you ready for the key to success in ministry? He said, yes. He said, don't sin. All right, let's go to lunch. And that was it. That, that was his, his key to longevity, key to moving forward. Don't sin. Keep yourself pure because faith, faith, as you go, you grow in faith. As you grow, you grow in love. But people who, who have a, a, an allowance in their life, oh, you know, I'm not going to be too strict to myself, end up in a far worse place because things get a hold of them. So choose today. If there's things you need to repent for, talk to the Lord right now and begin to say, Lord, I'm sorry, and set up boundaries in your life to not do it again. God is looking for vessels, vessels unto honor, who have purged themselves, cleansed themselves from youthful lust, and follow after faith, love, peace, and righteousness. I love you. God bless you. We'll see you on the next podcast.